0: I know who you are. And you know who I am. We've met before. But I'm not talking to you now. Are you looking for Reagan? Are you looking for Reagan? Are you looking for Reagan?
1: Don't be scared. We're here to help you. We can tell you where she is. All you have to do is ask. I ask nothing of you. I renounce you. I come here to return life to this child from whom it is unwillingly taken. You don't know what happened to her. But we do.
0: Hey everybody, it's a hap, 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 happy, happy Halloween from the gang here at Citizen Frame. It's October 31st and we are continuing our Halloween month. It's more of a month and a quarter, not a month and a half. Yeah, well, uh, near enough. Because um, we got a little treat for you after this one. Uh, we owe you one from Halloween month, so we'll be doing the last voyage of the Demeter for our next uh Next one for you. So, anyways, uh, we're here to talk. We like to close out Halloween month with the biggie of that month, and of course, this is the new Exorcist called Exorcist Believer. This is a trilogy of films that the boys who did the Halloween franchise just recently have gotten together, and Universal agreed with them because they spent four hundred million to buy the rights to the Exorcist. And this trilogy is still happening despite the reviews this one's getting. They are going to move forward because it has to happen because the story we're about to talk about wraps up with Deceiver. And then there's another one. I'm not sure what the third one is going to be about. So um, we talked with Indiana Jones, and we actually brought this up with Halloween ends. And I'm not going to give them my big song and dance again because I don't have it in me to, to yell at you all. It, 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 <laughs> but it's, I am. Yeah. It's, this movie was pissed on. The minute was announced. Um, same thing with Indiana Jones. Same thing with Halloween Ends. Piss off, David Gordon Green. You suck. Blah blah blah. Before the before it even they said roll it. Um, they, this movie wasn't going to survive. Luckily, it did. It made its money, um, and uh, they quickly released it on video on demand. So they'll get some Halloween funds from that as well. And we should be getting a sequel. And I hope we do get this trilogy. Um, so you haters out there, I don't know what you're looking at. I'm not gonna give you my full review on it because I'm still on the on the on the fence with it. It's a solid film. It's great filmmaking in general, but my question is: Is it an Exorcist film? And that's where the question lies. If this came out with the Conjuring name, it would have been box office gold. I promise you that. In fact, it'd probably be the best Conjuring film ever produced. If this had the conjuring name, but it doesn't, these guys sold us an exorcist film and that's where we're going to mainly our conversation is probably going to, uh, yeah, I'm on the fence right now with it. That's where I'm at. And hopefully this discussion will teeter me in one direction or the other.
1: I'm not on the fence, but yes, we'll get to it.
0: Yeah, I know you I know, you had your opinion way before this film came out, Trevor.
1: No, 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 That, that that's completely incorrect. I said I will um, go into it with an open mind. Uh, I think you know. you, you, you're you right. I'm not saying you
0: are... Te- I do think you're teetered. I apologize, you are. But so am I. And the reason I say that, you, the, the, the mind is always going to take in this info, whether it wants it or not. And so... I'm sorry if you're reading all this hate, and you read your reviews, you, you like your spoilers, and that's who yeah. you are. That's cool, but there's no way you're not going in with this movie already a piece of shit with reading all that. It's it's impossible,
1: right? I I, I sort of agree with you because uh, yes, we are affected by everything that goes into our heads in terms of you know the media, and it has never been more heightened than it is today because of social media. Um, and yes, as I discussed during the um, previous podcast about Indiana Jones and The Dallas of Destiny, um, a pet hate of mine is people basically, um, for all intents and purposes, reviewing a film before seeing it or basing it on a trailer. That is a pet hate of mine. However, I do listen to these reviews, watch these reviews on YouTube, read them, and such so that's my fault and yes we are affected by everything however at the same time we must go in and you know make our own opinion of course that goes without saying uh, but yes of course you know you, you do get sort of affected by everything that you put into your head um so yes i'll I'll agree agree with you with that point but um at the same time i always go in uh, i'll I'll give you an example saw x that we watched a couple of weeks ago um we'll get i'm sure we'll get to the saw films at some point in the future but i went into that with low expectations and i was blown away really pleasantly surprised um in a good way um and in the best possible way actually but um yeah, um, <laughs> I did form my own opinion of this one, as I always do, and we'll, let's talk about it. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to go into the whole...
0: We talked about this with Smile, a perfect example. We went to see Smile, great reviews. Can't wait to see it. It ended up being a piece of shit, but I didn't want the reviews to block my, you know, the overselling it, so I watched it again and still a piece of shit. <laughs> but the flip side is I have a tendency to stick up for a film if it's getting bullied so I gotta turn that mind off too that mindset um because yeah. as a horror film as a Blumhouse film remove the Exorcist name this is a solid film and quite smart mm. and we'll dump in drive into it and we'll talk about you exorcist haters you so so-called big fans this has a lot of nods to the original source material I looked it up so bring it on, people. All right. Um, well, what's my notes? <laughs> right. I think yeah. the moral of the story is, let's just get this out of the way right now. Don't listen to reviews. Just listen to Citizen Frame.
1: Yeah, we know best. We know best. <laughs> so, Join our cult. <laughs> uh,
0: this is a new release, dipshits.
1: I would say as well, on, so, on top of what you've just said, Kieran, that um, I know you do like to stick up for films, but... I would hardly call like a massive, a budget million dollar, uh, arguably billion dollar, um, Hollywood studios the underdog. So, you know, um,
0: no, that's not fair. I mean, it doesn't matter who's making this film. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't, you do I mean, you you don't like major studios, which doesn't make any sense because you wouldn't have the shit you like, like Lighthouse. That, um, <laughs> but you wouldn't. They wouldn't be impossible without the blockbusters and. It doesn't matter. I mean, who makes what? If something's being destroyed before it comes before it's even being filmed. No, I don't agree. That's with not, that. I agree, and that's, I agree well, with we you. Just on did that. I
1: mean yeah. uh, no? No, because
0: no, it's me for... finish, please. Just because Universal Studios, oh, they're so big, studio. Fuck them. <laughs> what is that? With my, I don't get your mentality with that. I don't really
1: have that I, mentality. Maybe it comes across like that. Yeah, you always. I, I, to our I more have a chip on the shoulder, not with Universal, but more with Disney. To be honest. Okay, um, this isn't
0: Disney man. I this know isn't that.
1: Marvel. This isn't Star Wars. I know that. Um, but what I'm saying I'm upset is... now. This is Halloween. And I'm upset now. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: fuck off. <laughs> Throw the toy
1: of to the pram. <laughs> hey, I was
0: I was gonna have us do the Haunted Mansion,
1: so you're fucking welcome. Oh thank well yeah, yeah. well again, I can't judge the haunted mansion because I haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, you yeah, you probably have. You buy your box sets of it. <laughs> You know, we're doing The Haunted Mansion now. <laughs>
1: well, I mean... Well, I, got
0: to, I got to watch Doctor Who.
1: Yeah. The greatest oh, television God. series
0: ever made. All right, let's just jump into this. Um, same team that brought us to the Halloween franchise. Uh, it's the David Gordon Green team. same writers, pretty much. Um, they brought in one writer who was an exorcist guy. And tweaks things a bit. And uh, we're just going to kind of jump into it a bit. And... Kind of more about the similarities, the pros and cons, of what makes this an Exorcist film and what doesn't makes it makes it an Exorcist film. I can't get that out of my mouth there. Here we go. So I didn't know where to start. Oh, okay. Well, we got Victor, Serene, Lydia, 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 Stewart, and Tony, Catherine, Miranda, the detective, the past year, the father. <laughs> yep. And Miss Chris McNeil. Um right away, they they a little oh, same opening as we got from the original Exorcist, the two dogs fighting. This time it's not in Iraq, where we met Father Marin. This is where we meet Victor and Serene, uh, the married the new newly married couple. They're in Haiti. Uh this whole opening sequence. Is, it puts me in a more a positive light to what we're about to see. I like it, A, it's within a matter of minutes. B, it's a very ugly situation that Victor is put in. Um, It also deals with C, voodoo. That's, Haiti, that's Haitian, right? In Haiti, they'd be dealing more with voodoo, right?
1: Yes, yes, that, that, that's where I believe um, voodoo originated. Um. So we have this set up, and it's uh, he's he looks like he's like a,
0: he's obviously a professional photographer, somewhat. And this earthquake hits, and she gets trapped in the stairway, and he has to make this choice: do we save your wife or the child? Yes, she's heavily and, pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and then we cut to modern day. Um, obviously, he made the choice to save the child, or did he? Yeah. By the way, spoiler field, people. This is a new release. I'm to tell you that because, uh, just in case, because it is a new release. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the wife dies. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> well, all of us, yeah, it's not really a spoiler because it, yeah. it's at the start, but all of our podcasts are spoiler-filled. It, it's kind of in the nature of it. Yeah, know? if you're listening to a film podcast. I mean, why would you listen to a film
0: podcast that's not spoiler-filled?
1: Yeah. Because
0: it'd be boring.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. okay.
0: Now, you had me opening sequence. I'm like, okay, very depressing, very dark and deep. It's okay. Y- you got me. I'm hooked. Good. Kudos to you. Amen. Mistake number one. It's in a place called Percy, Georgia. Nothing nothing against Percy, Georgia. I'm sure it's a lovely town. And I get why they said it in a rural Georgia, because it is a very mixed community. It has different religions and so forth. So kind of that's where they were going in that direction. And I get that. But this movie's biggest downfall, and I could be wrong, and this film you would have sold me if this took place in Georgetown. Exactly just like the, the two that were given passes on, the original Exorcist and Legion, all took place in Georgetown, and you would have fucking nailed a home run if it was in the same house.
1: Totally. Maybe not the same house, but certainly um, Georgetown.
0: Yeah, it was missing that. You bring back Ellen Bernstein, and I will say this now, absolutely pointless bringing mm-hmm. her back. Yep. It brought nothing to the story. In fact, when she comes in, it's kind of laughable. Yep. Because she's not an exorcist. <laughs> we, we find out what happens to her. It's sad, but it's, so, it's almost laughable because why the fuck was she here?
1: Yeah, but, yeah, but it's done to sell tickets.
0: Yes, and, you, and I, would give, I will give the reviewers on that one. They could have. In fact, it would have made more sense if you brought Linda Blair back because she's the one who used to be possessed.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I'm disappointed that Ellen Burstyn came back for it, considering how it ended up.
0: Yeah, remove Ellen Burstyn, change location. That's 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 my big one. Georgetown,
1: I, Washington is a spiritual home of the Exorcist. Um, it should have been there. Georgetown, District of Columbia. All right.
0: Well, sorry. Geography oh, teacher. Yeah, God. Washington. Washington State is in the West Coast. Washington D.C.
1: Is Georgetown. right? So it's Washington. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Although well, Washington was in the name somewhere. I know. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. good point.
0: Um, I do like the dynamic. I do like the fact how he's very protective of her. Uh, like she wants to go meet her friend after school, and he doesn't want her to. You know, he doesn't. He yes, wants to keep tabs on her. So he's very protective of her because. It's pretty much all that he has left and the sacrifice that his his wife made.
1: Well, they're he... trying to mirror Chris and Regan from the original. Yeah, because she's very protective over there too. Yeah, after um, the and, divorce and stuff, yeah.
0: And they do have that dynamic. And, the, and w- what I did like about it is, I don't know anybody in this film. Um, they kept some decent character actors and Dowd has the best role, I think. She plays Anne. Oh, I a, her character. I kind of liked her character, but she's played these kind of roles before, um, so she was kind of a nice little grab to, uh, to get her, her, her. She's one of the, uh, I'm not a big fan, of, as we you know about Hereditary, but the acting's so good, and she actually very good in Hereditary. She is very good in Hereditary, and so she she plays a character. She plays. A character who's kind of missed, missed, you know, you don't really trust her because you find out in the beginning when she's already yelling at him for the garbage bins. And you go, what a bitch. I can't stand this character. But she's a character who comes full full circle to protect them. And so I do like that character a bit. And I do like the whole, you meet Stuart, the neighbor, who's a very lovable character, very nice guy. Um, you meet, obviously, Tony and Miranda mm-hmm. uh, from Kath, Catherine's side her, her parents' What's great about it is instead of having a couple, you know, p- priests or so in, in, in a room, you had, because Chris Chris McNeil mentions in her book that it's about people. It's not necessarily about faith and about this and this and this and this. It's about people coming together. I get that. You have this whole community of people, different religions too, which I also really enjoyed. Um, in fact, he kicks out one woman. Who's blessing uh, the room of, uh, of Angela? And he kicks her out, but he opens his door for her again because he's desperate to get, you know, to protect Angela.
1: Okay, can I jump in on that point? Um, I would say that while I get to the point about, you know, God is in all religions and all this here, it's about people and all that there, fair enough, la da, but it does not belong in a, an exorcist film. Um, so it does. The Exorcist film, you know, basically, I'm going to say pretentious here, but art is not meant to be fair and equal to all. It is meant to be biased and it, it should have been just stuck with the Catholicism. This is bollocks later on, whenever it, um, it's all like, I was waiting on them all holding hands and singing, We are the world! We, are, You know what I mean? It does not belong. Nice, nice thought in the real world and all that there, carry on, but it does not belong in an Exorcist film. Stick with the Catholicism. That's what it's about. So it is. Yeah, they tried to do that. I don't. And th-
0: they tried to go that direction, but the Catholic Church says no. We're not going to have any. This is not a possession. Whatever. They whatever decided. They decided decide to veto. And uh, was it Father Maddox? Is is pulled out of it because yeah, of that. Now here's now let me let me piggyback on what you said. Um, I agree and disagree with you. I like the family dynamic the 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 neighborhood dynamic community the, the community dynamic i like that idea doing something different don't fucking copy and paste me again um and you even said that with the with that extras legion i believe they even peppered in a father Marion kind of character with uh what's his name noel niall F-
1: father morning you mean yeah, yeah, the
0: guy who was just thrown in there for the studio sake because they wanted Nicole Williamson, of... yeah, Nicole Williamson. Yeah, Nicole Williamson character. Nicole Williamson. Yeah. And, you, and I agree with you. That that was a pointless scene. Why do the same thing again? What the, what I think they should have done here, and again, I'm still going with it, but this was missing. Get first of all, get rid of the minister. He was a doof. <laughs> the pastor. And, yeah, the pastor. Sorry, and uh, the priest because he's you know he's not going to be in as much. And the, the spiritual the, woman. I like the spiritual woman. Um, I'm sticking with her. And I'm keeping Anne, um, who's going to be a nun, because I think her, she's, I, I I do like her. I do like her arc. But anyways, what this was missing, to piggyback kind of what you're saying, is you needed a priest here.
1: Yeah. And you needed
0: a veteran you need it or even a young priest who's
1: naive. Well we'll have a and, young priest um, in it, but he's absolutely useless and a completely yeah, stupid character.
0: Yeah, but what they should have done is brought us this is where the name could have came in. I in my in my mind, I thought you have this old even even copy a little bit. I don't care. I don't like copy and paste. So I'm going with this family dynamic, this neighborhood dynamic crap. But you still want that music to kick in and here comes the priest out of the limo or whatever it is, the priest-mobile,
1: or whatever it is. Well, here's <laughs> a wacky idea. To r- I want, me just no, not me make f- the film at all. I, you know?
0: I wanted, like, like, I, the two guys I, I have my head, believe it or not, I have one way outside the box who would make this. I always go with Christoph Walsh or Madge Milkerson coming in.
1: Someone with presence.
0: And someone with a presence. Yeah. Because Max von Sydow was brilliant, you know? Yeah. and Or even Mark Ruffalo. But I know, I sounds Mark weird. Ruffalo? What? I know, but Mark Ruffalo brings that. He he's, he actually does more serious roles than just the Hulk. No, I know that. He was but in Zodiac Mar- and stuff. But Mark Ruffalo could have played that wounded priest like we got with Father Karras. And he kind of looks like Father Karras.
1: Well, what they, what they could have done... To change things up a bit, where whereas um, Father Murren is a gentleman and very you know kindly and all that, there they could have had an older priest played by somebody like Christoph Waltz or Mads Mikkelsen with a real presence, who was actually a very different character um, in terms of his personal personality, who was more of a bastard and a tough nut. You know, oh, didn't
0: believe in it. It's yeah, like, I don't believe in any of this. But the other ones did have enough faith to believe in it, and and so. But he was a tough
1: guy, and he wasn't a gentleman. You know, something like that. Yeah, like put Russell Crowe's character from The Pope's Exorcist into this. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't comment. But yeah, yeah, but I get you, I get what you're
0: saying. But let's move on. Um, we're kind of you and I are in, in the same agreement there, but at the same time, I'm happy with the path we're chosen. I'll go with it. Now, this time we're not dealing with Pazuzu. In the original source material, the original book, rumor has it there is a Pazuzu's archenemy. <laughs> he is called Lamashtu.
1: If this is true, then why does um what do you call it it's Chris in the, it's McNeil in the, say we've met before? Because
0: it's mentioned in I don't know I don't know I can't I can't but I know it's in the book. Chris so, McNeil wouldn't
1: have written a book either. Not the Chris McNeil in the original. Okay, column. now you're
0: jumping out. Now you're just jumping out of. We're talking about the demon right now. Right, go ahead. Okay. Jesus, you're all over the place. you ripping on this movie, been being all over the place. You're all over the place. <laughs> Go, so Lumastu... That was a stupid. <laughs> I could, I couldn't think of a comeback there. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lumastu is is the figure in this one, and he preys on pregnant women. So, did the mom, Shireen, or the voodoo lady, unleash Lumastu onto Shireen? Um. Because at, when we find out, spoiler, guys, big one, which was a nice twist, by the way, really liked it. That he, the Victor, the father, had a choice to save the mother or the daughter. He chose the mother. Yeah. But then the but they switched it where the mother ended up dying anyway, and the child survives. Yes. That was because that was Lumastu's whole thing. He wanted her since birth. Correct.
1: Um, possibly, um, and to be quite honest, um, I, I was more under the impression that, um, it happened whenever they, that the, the girls did the seance thing, uh, but perhaps he was land dormant and that more brought him to the fore, but ultimately I don't care. Okay. So,
0: that's fine. Um, so yeah, so that's what's pretty much happened.
1: Um, we get flashes of Lamas who is a female. Can I just say something there in in yep. defense? See those Glimpstat images? They're very effective of, of the demon. The, you can get them on YouTube. You can see the, they cut scenes out of Lamar's too,
0: but they decided to hold him off because he's more relevant, in, the, or they're more relevant in Deceiver,
1: the right. sequel. Well, those so, Glimpstat images are very effective. And yes. I will yeah. give them that. That's about the only thing, actually. Okay, that's fine. Asshole. <laughs> um, mm. But yes, I really like those Glimpstat images. And I, I like the whole fact where uh, the
0: Anne tells him that your your daughters have been gone for three... Well, your daughter and the other daughter, uh, Catherine, have been gone for three days. He's touched the story of Jesus when he was crucified, was gone for three days, yes. went to hell and came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I like that concept. And it's very, actually, when you describe it like that, it's very disturbing. These her kids have been through hell and back, pardon the
1: pun. Well, they've the literally in hell. Yeah. And
0: I have to say, I'm really pleased with Angela and Catherine, the young actresses who play the parts. Um, they work with practical effects. There's no CGI in their faces, guys. If you want to fucking Google it, do whatever you want, you're liars because there's no CGI besides the scene with the smoke and stuff, whatever it comes out of room. But. Their makeup effects, they have to work with those makeup effects, and they still have to act, and they still have to do their thing. Um, The girls can act. The the girls did a really nice job, so I'm giving them their props. Um, I do think...
1: It it is... Can I just jump in, sir? Uh, um, It is... Oh, uh, sir. You hear that? I finally tamed him. I was being being sort of ironic. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) I was... But anyway, sir. Uh, no no. The the concept of two young girls um being in hell for three days is a very heavy one, but the problem is the realisation of it is bollocks Comple- you know. But anyway. And I but can't the, whole, the whole
0: concept of the exorcist is almost kinda I mean
1: I mean, you're you're
0: there's about two kids being possessed. There's no difference between Reagan being possessed with a Ouija board. You know what I mean? You're, you're, yes. You're, no, no. You're...
1: It's the same concept, but it's all about the delivery. Okay. All right. Um. Oh, my God.
0: I shoot my pants. The snake scene. The what scene? Oh, my God. The snake scene. Right? I hate snakes. When he's going to the sewer to look for his kid. Is that because you're
1: in Indiana Jones fan? No, fuck off.
0: I hate, hate, Everyone I knows on this podcast I hate snakes. So, when he goes to grab the necklace. Yes. And um, he finds his daughter's necklace. And the snake pops up. Oh, my God. I was watching this with my fr- uh, my friend. And he was laughing his ass off. I scared <laughs> the crap. And I hid behind a pillow until uh, the scene was done. And I, had to, I saw this one three times. I watched this three times. Twice and for me. I, I watched it again. And I knew it was coming. I still hid. Right. Same, right. You baked vile. hard. Fucking vile creatures. <laughs> uh, but there's a nice shot where, during that scene after the snake... He finds his 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 daughter's shoe. Yes, I think the snake's the, meant to be symbolic as well of you know the serpent. Oh you know? yeah, of course, of course. That was probably uh, the demon. Hmm. Um, and but Victor, um, uh, the actor Odom, sells it where he just he he picks up his daughter's shoe and his jaw just drops. He can act as well. He's very good in it, and. And then you have, you know, you have a good dynamic with the police department when they're trying to search for the kids. And there's some, you know, it's, it's not Hollywood conversations. It's what parents would probably say in this situation. One parent might be slightly blaming the other kid. Yeah. You know, and so forth. And, this, and, and it happens uh, during this play scene where Victor starts questioning Tony's, you know, kid and... It doesn't get fist fights and blah, blah, blah. It just gets into you know a heated discussion rather mm-hmm. than some Hollywood... You know, get the stunt doubles in. Yeah. Um, and that also works for me. Um, now, what really puts it... At what really works for me, and there's got more working for me than against it so far, is the rape kit scene. Now, we remember the original Exorcist you had... That horrible sequence where she's just a young kid, Regan, and she's being put through all these spinal taps and yes. and all this trauma, and it's really quick cuts and all these voices, doctors, no music, just all these people poking and prodding at her. Documentary
1: him. style, almost? Yes,
0: this is what they do in this scene. But these are two young, I think they're preteen, I think they're probably about 13. I, I don't know their 12, age. I think they're about 12
1: or 13. or well, 13.
0: So yeah, and so they're being, uh, they're, It's very uncommon. I even I had to look away. It is a hard little watch. But wow, they do a really nice job of mirroring the trauma they're going through now to what Regan went through back in the 70s. And it's, sorry, it's so effective. And I don't think people are catching it. I think they're just blinded by the hate. And it's too bad. Because it's because it's copy and paste. Okay, it's right not copy and, and paste. Not, if, if it was well copy done. and paste, you wouldn't be sitting here bad-mouthing it.
1: No, no. Yeah, but it's badly... You want... That's the it's problem. bad copy and paste. You want a copy and paste. That's no, no, your problem. But it's bad copy and paste. No, it's that
0: whole rape kit scene is bad filmmaking. What is? That rape kit scene is not bad filmmaking.
1: Um, It's... Well, I mean, it's, it's possible, but for... Passable. Again, for an exorcist film, again... You said it yourself... Maybe if this was a conjuring film, which it basically is, let's be honest about it, um, it would be more effective. But for an exorcist film, no. Nah.
0: that makes no. Okay, so the, the rape kid scene did have any effect on you? All
1: right, that's fine. Not really, no. Wow, that's all right. Wow. I've seen it all done before and much better. You've seen um, better rape kid scene movies. <laughs> what? <laughs> You've seen better rape kid scene movies? No, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And uh, more, more, and more powerful and effective. You know what I mean? Um, in the original.
0: Disagree. 100% disagree. I think this is where it shines. Mm-hmm. But, and what also works for the film, what the original Exorcist did, there's no music. We're over uh, about 45 minutes into this film. They'll have a little boom, like a little humming sound mm-hmm. maybe in the background or a beating of a little drum or something with some tensions coming. But it's you could you, you have to really listen for it. And it really works, especially during the examination scene and the scenes where the kids are, are starting to act up um, and turn, actually fully turn. Uh, and there's no music. In fact, the music really only kicks in when he makes the choice to go visit Chris McNeil. And then we get the new tubular Bells. Um, and that's the first time you really hear the music. There's no credits for this film. Um, there's nothing. Um, which I can't remember the original Exorcist which I think was the same. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, all the way till they get fully possessed, I'm on board. And this is where I might have some issues. Because I do like, I, I didn't like Angela's possession. She pees the bed and she turns the light on and off. Kind of annoying if you asked me. I'd beat the shit out of the demon if i are doing that. I'm yeah. trying to shave. Yeah, it's just, um,
1: yeah, it's <coughs> It it's basically ticking all the boxes of what of what a, these multiple um, possession films done. You know the lights switching on and off and all that there sort of thing. It's it's yeah, nothing original. I'm not here. I um I do like, however, Catherine's
0: turning um in the church in the church. I do like that. There she is masturbating in the church. I'm like that's pretty ballsy to keep that in there, but they do it. I'm glad they didn't, you know, sell out and make it PC, but there she is doing her thing. Um, I like that she's poured the wine all over herself, and she looks like Carrie coming down the
1: aisle. Um, I thought it was and, ridiculous whenever she got their her speech, you know, the, the body and the blood, the body and the blood. It was just, oh, give me a break. Yeah, well,
0: I'm on board with it still. I do, because she sells it. Uh, when she's saying that, she's looking up at, at us, with her eyes looking up, and the camera's above her, so she's got to put her eyes up to look at us, um, knowing the possession's taking over. It's quite creepy, actually. I actually rather enjoyed it. It was a little more tame than I like it. Yeah, but it's tame tame all over. They were being a little safe, um, which I don't think that's David Gordon Green's issue. I think that's Blumhouse. Studio note. Um, Yeah, Blumhouse has a tendency to tone things back a bit. He doesn't come in near the finale, but this is where you need to sell it more. This is the scenes where you need to show these kids in peril. Granted, we are seeing that already, Belt of course. Attention. But you really want to sell this. You need a little more... Edge. Edge. Now, when you, you get it when um, Angela is uh, institutionalized. And there's a great scene where... She's talking to Anne. Well, she's, she's I guess, taunting Anne. And she calls Anne by her sister. She was going to be a nun. And when you're a nun, you change your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, uh, her name was uh, Mary Xavier. Sister Mary Xavier. And she had a baby that she didn't keep. Well, she knew this, um, Angela. Angela. And, and obviously, she tells this to Victor. There's no way he would have known. She would have known this. Yeah. Nobody knows that but me.
1: It goes back to the original, um, where the demon um, that's in Regan knows about Caris's mother. But you know, this is no. Yeah. Char- you know, let's just say the anti character has no Karis <laughs> Um. So
0: that's where Victor kind of okay. Maybe I need to talk to you know Chris McNeil. Now that scene where she does tell her her real sister's name and then she has her period—it's like fuck. That's even
1: still ballsy because again you're dealing with young kids. I didn't think it was a period. To be honest, I thought it was more—it was imitating what the Aunt Ed character had done. You All know? the
0: okay, even worse—the abortion. Yes,
1: that's what I thought.
0: Oh, that's okay. Even worse, You're selling for well, yes, You're yes, more. It
1: but but again, it's all down to the the way it's done, and it's just it's it didn't hit me on uh, like a, on a powerful yeah. level. You know what? You know Maybe I'm spoiled with I've seen too much fucking horror, and therefore I've set the bar too high. I don't know. You know, you all um, have. Y'all, I
0: mean, y'all have. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I can't argue with you because we talked about this, and we how many times have we talk about seventies films? Yeah, where. People, you can't touch the 70s. Yes. The the, MBA, the MPAA did exist, but filmmakers back then said, fuck you, give us an X rating. We don't care. We're not, we're not, yeah. we're not editing
1: this. And studios weren't, um, well, I mean, they were concerned about money, obviously, but they weren't, uh, it's not as um, overzealous as it is today. No, Which-
0: there's not that, it's not that they're overzealous. It's that we're in a different world now. Mm-hmm. Where people, run, this we're run by millennials who want their political correctness. Mm-hmm. So that's why and there's no place for like political correctness
1: within art. My
0: my my point is, you're not going to touch the Exorcist. Then don't go period. near it.
1: What? Then don't. Go, this film shouldn't have been made.
0: Ah, uh, I, I, I take it or leave it.
1: Yeah, take
0: it or leave it. I'm looking forward to the second one. But this whole Chris McNeil thing. Absurd. She wrote a book. I don't mind her writing a book about the character m- from my- the original
1: wouldn't have written. The yeah, book.
0: like like I'm, I'm writing a book about my daughter and her, you know, exorcism, whatever. That's fine. What what the fuck's is touring all of a sudden? And yeah. she knows all about
1: exorcists and utter bullshit. And he even says in the film, "I wasn't even in the room." Uh, yeah, this, I I was just coming to that there. This line pissed me off because um, first of all, Chris McNeil was Aunt Reagan were. Eternally grateful to, to what Father Moran and Karis did. All of a sudden they've changed their character completely. And she says, um, I wasn't allowed into the room because of their damn patriarchy. And so she's like pissed off at Moran and Karis, the two men who sacrificed their lives for her daughter. Also the fact she's missing completely the fact that she wasn't, um, a, what do you call, a qualified exorcist or priest. This is, it's just fucking, this is written by... This feels like it's written by a fucking child, a teenager. This is fucking ridiculous, and it's an insult to the character, the original character from the 1973 classic. This is just fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of it to bring, just to bring her back in. doesn't make any sense. You would have been better going to bring Linda Blair back, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Um, I can't argue with this. She's in it for five, ten minutes. And she's not um, playing
1: Chris McNeil in my... Um, and certainly not the Chris McNeil
0: from the original. I think, it, and they do play on that she wrote the book and Reagan has not talked to her since. Which that makes more sense. Um, you, why'd you Why'd you write this book? Um, so there's a little obviously the a little a- anger there for her doing that, but it doesn't make any. It, d- it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and then we we'll get
1: to the absolute the absolute fucking unintentional comedy scene where you know with where she gets blinded. <laughs> yeah, when she
0: goes, cause, because the, the two religious ones, Miranda and Tony, decide not to institutionalize their kid, they're going to help her. I <laughs> and in the bedroom. Um, Just, I would rather have seen more of them trying to help her rather than Chris being here. You'd rather have, if they're, they're going to do this community uh, bonding thing, let the community try to
1: help to, them hurt. To be fair, the inclusion of the Protestants um, does in a way make sense because the original case, the John Doe case, bloody based the, the exorcist novel on actually happened to a Lutheran boy who um, his pastor eventually said, apparently this was back in the 1940s, in Georgetown, Washington um, apparently um, the, the their pastor said look, there is nothing we can do for your, your boy, but if you go to the Catholics, they, they perform exorcisms so in a way, bringing the Protestants in does make a little bit of sense, but I mean they, they were just fucking, they felt out of place at the same time
0: there's a nice line when Catherine, said, keeps telling her there's no devil. Mm-hmm. There's only demons, really. There's no mm-hmm. devil. Um, and then he she stabs her in the eyes, which was like this is. I'm laughing just because. Yeah, it well, was a point. Well, that's over. Well, thank you.
1: How, have um, you seen Have you seen the Exorcist TV series? Loved it. Well, the, well, see, whenever the breakback, Chris McNeil in that played by the woman from Cagney and Lacey. Yeah, yeah. See her death scene. Where she gets like the head twisted. It was That's awesome. Awesome. It was fucking awesome. intentionally yeah, hilarious.
0: Yeah. yeah no. You know what's funny? You don't know, like. You know the Exorcist TV show is one of the most highest rated horror TV shows ever to be produced. I thought it was terrible. I I don't care. But yeah. my point is. My point is that um, I wanted a third one so bad. I wanted a third one. They're thinking about the third maybe season, ending it ending a third season. Um, I, but they kind of end it where you don't need it, but it, oh, so fucking good. I didn't We're know. not here to talk about that one anymore. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, but, but but
1: anyway, this was on a par. Um, Chris McNeil's sort of stabbing in the eyes was on a par. Um, with, with that, uh, you know, that ridiculous death scene of Chris in the TV series, it was just, what, the, what's, what am I watching here? Now, when she gets stabbed, I like the line um,
0: where she obviously takes her eyes out. And she goes, if you believe in the devil, then open
1: your eyes. Good little, you <laughs> know. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, well. Uh, I checked out uh, my pretty checked out at this point. It was just, you know.
0: Um uh, yeah, so they decided to have this exorcism in the house. Um, obviously they only have the pastor. Father Maddox can't be part of it because the Catholic Church won't be helping it won't be helping them.
1: They might as well uh, have had fucking Father Ted instead of Father Maddox. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I do think it's funny that he finally comes in to save the
1: day and he gets his neck broken. <laughs> good, good, another unintentionally hilarious scene.
0: Oh, that was a great neck break,
1: though. That no, was no pretty, it was yeah. just unintentionally hilarious. hilarious. He was like the he's like the weakest character ever in any film ever. Yeah, he, he doesn't do he doesn't he doesn't do anything to help. Yeah, I was one hundred percent on the demon's side. Just fucking break that fucking there's a, neck. There's
0: a nice scene where he brings back. Remember, he, well, before this whole happy, he, he brings back the woman he kicked out, the spiritualist. Yes, and. She has this bathtub, you know, this concoction, concoction in the bathtub. Yeah,
1: nons- more nonsense, yep. Oh, who gives a shit? Would you stop? So she
0: pours the stuff on top, of, and it's so well shot that it looks like the child was melting. Mm-hmm. That was a cool shot.
1: See, I didn't catch that because you're sitting there fucking huffing and crying. I, think, yeah, I checked out. My brain had checked out at this point and it was, it was we're down in generic sort of conjuring but we're like full on conjuring mode at this point you know
0: so i this is where we find out the uh the demon has decided you have to take you have to kill one of us to, for one to survive
1: sophie's choice and, yeah
0: yeah exactly so and this is where we find out that the father actually picked his wife to survive not the baby and this is where i got confused where I believe the demon was in Serene or in the baby the whole time, since sister are in Haiti. Because the demon says, uh, "I know about you picking. You know, you mm-hmm. picked, you picked mom over me. You picked mom over me." And he starts laughing, saying, "Well, I survived, or something like that." Or the baby, we tricked you. Yeah. So she said we tricked you. The baby survived. on you. Yeah, so I think the demon was, like you said, was already there partially. Um, But, but the, the seance that brought
1: it to the fore type thing?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, you know what? And then father, Tony, runs to the daughter, um, Catherine, and you're thrown off because Catherine seems to have survived, and that's where we see Angela die, but it's, it ends up reversing. Yes. Catherine ends up dying, and Angela survives. I mean, that's a pretty... That's a that's a nice little scene. I, I actually like the way it played out, and unfortunately, if, like you say a lot of you've already checked out at this point. I still think it does sell that you know what has just happened here. It's it's in, uh, in fact in fact if you took away the priest and you took away some of the demonic stuff and you just having conversations with these with the demon and this ends up happening, that would have been better than, we don't need the neck breaking of the priest, get get rid of that. Um, we don't need all this. Let's, let's just play on the conversation. And that's the way The Exorcist was between Karis uh, and Marin and, and so forth. It was all about conversation and taunting each other. Well, taunting the demon and then demon taunting them back and forth. Like a tennis match. Mm-hmm. And they kind of do that here, but... I think they kind of lose their way. Well, we got to put a death in here. Let's put the priest in there, and that's where you kind of pepper in some
1: stuff that, quite frankly, they didn't they they didn't
0: trust themselves. Well, well, they actually they needed to.
1: Yeah, the exorcism itself, it's like they're throwing everything but the kitchen sink in. You know what I mean? Um, Well, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. This is
0: different. This is well, that's the whole point.
1: I'm not saying the filmmakers. No, they don't. The the filmmakers don't know what they're doing.
0: No, I don't. I think they do. I think what they're trying to do is that you got these, these these. uh, people of all different faiths trying their own faith. You had the spiritual lady. You had Anne, who is the more experienced one. You had uh, the pastor. None of them would work. So each one they would try. And so there really isn't an exorcism here. The the, the demon's laughing at him pretty much and pretty much tells him, well, you know what, I'll let it go. I'll tell you what, you you choose who dies. Avengers assemble. And um, no, I, I don't, I, I think that's all right. I think I would go with that. And at the end... The demon wins. demon Uh, wins. By you choose, and I'll go.
1: And that's what happens. Well, I mean, the problem I had really with the whole sort of, um, while it is, on paper, a ballsy thing to do to kill off one of the girls, um, uh, um, as we went through this exorcism scene and stuff, we're now in complete melodrama world. And it's it's basically this feels like a made for TV movie. I know I say that quite a lot on the podcast, but it, it really does, uh, due to the sort of over the top melodrama. And it's just there's no real subtlety, there's no real tension, and there's no real power behind any of it. And again, I was just I was just watching a generic sort of fifteen PG thirteen. Um, demonic possession film that you would get with the likes of the conjuring or the nun or that you know that sort of thing so yeah on paper yeah killing off a child one of the one of the two girls is quite ballsy um i will say that but realization of it is just like after you know with the priest getting his head like spun around and stuff um which was i mean i was just i couldn't take anything serious anymore um, you know, it tweets her own. I think the problem is, yeah. it's not necessarily
0: a piss-poor film. I think the problem is... It's not an Exorcist film? No, you gotta stop stop with that. It's <laughs> The problem is, there's thousands of Exorcist films. Yes. Thousands. And this is just another so, one. No matter what, no matter what, you, you're not listening to whatever... You're not ever gonna top the Exorcist then leave it well so alone. It, no, just... No, it, who cares? You're playing a mouse to it a bit. No, it's not The Exorcist. I agree with you 100%. But at the end of the day... What the fuck?
1: You guys, <laughs> you guys are a bunch of whiny-ass bastards. <laughs> no, I ain't no. giving, giving you an honest opinion here. I this uh, back. I ain't giving you an honest opinion here. I'm not holding back. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I mean, I... I the Chris McNeil character was a fucking joke. That should have been removed out. Yeah, and maybe come back to the sequel. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, it ends with with uh, Angela seeing the classroom smirking. So, she, Deceiver is the second one. Mm-hmm. So, I'm interested to see where they go with that. Um, are they going to bring Linda Blair back uh, for that? Because she pops that up cam- at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know. And David Gordon Greens might be leaving the franchise. Now, the studio has to make two more. I think it's they're legally obligated to. I think that's part of the deal in the contract. Yeah. So And the trilogy is written. It's not like, oh, let's do another one, quick. No, they've written a trilogy. So you technically have to see all three. That's the rumor. David Gordon Green might be stepping down, not because he's being hated on, because I think he's a fucking great director. And unlike everyone else in the world, I loved the Halloween trilogy he did. I like the Halloween trilogy um, that he did. Yeah, you did you did as well. And so I applaud him. I hope he comes back. Tell the haters to fuck off. Not because the haters are wrong necessarily, but the haters just
1: fucking grow up and lighten up. He, the, the guy can direct, but the problem is here, this is not really directed by him. This is a studio film. I like- think that's where I was about to go. I think the thorn in this movie's paw is
0: not David Gordon Green. And if David Gordon Green is going to step away, it's not because of the haters of him. I think him and Blumhouse have come to blows on this. Yeah, the studio. Something has
1: happened, and he's his hands were, were restrained. Yeah. Yeah. This is exorcist light. Um, I mean, it's not even exorcist to me, but this is, yeah. But I, I've made my points. Yeah, okay. We don't have to talk
0: about it anymore. Um you're a hateful prick. <laughs> but, and, no, listen, it is you're right. It's 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 you got the exorcist and you got Legion. Um, you got the beginning and then you have Exorcist to the heretic. But I will call you on this one. To say this is worse than the Exorcist Two, which you did last week.
1: Fuck off. It's a different type of um bod. But okay. Whatever. Uh um, whatever.
0: I just that's the kind of comments I don't get. It's the same people who read the comments about Halloween Resurrection is better than Halloween ends. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, so, yeah, well, tweet tweet, listen, we, we're not going to agree on it, but I would agree with ballsy calling it an exorcist film. But it does have glimpses of what they're of exorcist film. We talked about uh not just the music, that's cheat that's cheating, but the fact of dealing with children um the demon mentioned in the original source material. Um, you had uh, a bunch of little nods of, of, of different things um, that that they peppered in. But they didn't want to do a copy and paste, so they tried something different. They didn't want to do the priest thing again. They wanted to try something different. So I applaud them for trying something different. Does it work? I'd rather have, the, you know, the head priesty guy coming in and save the day. <laughs> you know? by like someone see,
1: with the presence.
0: Yeah, I would like to see... Uh, Mads Mikkelsen coming in and just being, he's got a 12-pack of beer with him. And he's like, <laughs> let's do this. You know, seriously, have have a comedic element be the hero um, during a really dark... Father Ted. You know? No. That's, <laughs> I ain't just being stupid. Um, but, I don't know. i Five out of ten for this? Come on, people. This is a competent film. It's ballsy by calling The Exorcist. I'd give it six out of ten. I'd give it three. Um, okay, and that's just
1: that's just, that's and that's that's my honest opinion, and um, no, it's, it's basically not. no, it's, it's not. It's no, fe- it's no, not. no, no, it is one hundred percent my honest opinion, and it feels like it is um, written by teenagers for teenagers. Not an Exorcist okay. film. It's a sort of all right. So
0: you're you're saying this is better than this is worse than Sharknado.
1: I haven't seen Sharknado.
0: No, you're saying this is better than Exorcist Two, which you, which it is because. It's That's better. better it's, it I, mean, I
1: mean, I mean, fucking. I, I can. You got. You got to
0: realize what a three is. So you're saying there's no none of this. There's no competency Exorcist at all. T-
1: Exorcist. No, no, there is. No, but, no. Then there can't be a three out of ten. No, no. Exorcist two to me is a one out of ten. This is a three. All
0: right. All right. Uh, we'll leave it at that. I'm thinking I'm going to cancel the Doctor Who now. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very upset with you. You, you can get now, your revenge on me with the Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh yeah. I'm watching a fucking documentary on the fucking show I found. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking just go at it. This is not as good as the source material.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus, you want to talk about program that changes every fucking season.
1: Well, you know... Look, it's completely different context. You know what I mean? No, you, you, you're comparing no. apples to purrs here, or apples no. to oranges. You can't, you know, completely different context. You can't compare the Doctor Who to so, the Exorcist. So, I am. That's my goal now. I'm going to do, I'm going
0: to do, I'm going to do a fucking thesis on it.
1: <laughs> Good. All and right. see, by the end of it, you'll be a, what do you call a hardcore fan. I just know you will. Yeah. You'll be walking about with your, you'll be walking about work with your sonic screwdriver fan. Jesus.
0: Jesus. <laughs> Ah may the power of Christ compel me. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh thanks for listening.
1: And uh if you haven't seen it, go
0: check it out for yourself.
1: Yes, Don't make your own the- Yes. I, I would say, despite everything I said, I would say uh always, always, you know, make your own sort of d- decisions on any film, you know. And I will and I will say this most films that get blackballed like this one, um, Halloween
0: Edge would be a perfect example. Which I liked. Watch it a second time. Yeah, you'll get something more out of it. And if you don't, then you don't like it. But give it another shot. Formula don't black opinion. don't blackball a film based on one viewing. If you're really not gonna like it, you got to give it another shot. Without you know you know the reviews, you're not you've already watched it yourself. Go in a little more open minded. Watch it again, and let us know what you think. Because I think there's better stuff here. Uh, fortunately. I think Blumhouse got his hands Form on
1: Form your own opinion. And as the late, the late great Christopher Hitchens once said... I Who the hell's that? He was a journalist and writer and author. Um, he, um, but as the late, great Christopher Hitchens once said, I don't want you to think like me. I want you to think for yourself. There you go. I respect that. Yeah.
0: Or as the, as the great Kieran would say, fuck off, it's a pretty decent film. Watch <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: Happy Halloween right. everyone.
0: Yeah, have a good one guys. Later.